Hi, how is everyone doing? This is Isaac Winoto, the host and founder of the Footprints Podcast, presented by Gen Digital Productions. We went on a brief pause for quite a while, but now we're back. In case you're new here, this podcast is not just your regular one-on-one interview, but instead, we're a platform that cares about the digital world we live in, its future, and the unique people behind it straight into your ears. We've had various guests who've walked different ways of life. Shared stories unheard of. For me to decide that I want to be a singer, it's Mike Mohede. I wouldn't want to be a singer. And showed us the light at the end of their footprints. Zach, you're going to make mistakes in your life. Trust me, you're going to make mistakes. But the key is to learn from them. Be aware in the more literal sense of knowing what's happening in the world. We want to see color. When I see your color, I must be proud and I must see it as something beautiful. But Starting this month, we're kicking it into another gear. From underrated young guests, world-renowned artists, and CEOs with passion to make a difference, you'll listen to more voices, more passions, and for sure, more stories that make these heroes who they are today. Just sit back, enjoy, and stay tuned for more. All right, hello everyone, and welcome to another episode of the Footprints Podcast, where we will explore the footprints of today's heroes and tomorrow's leaders. Today's conversation is exclusively on Spotify. And if you find the episode to be inspiring and interesting, be sure to support us by sharing, posting, and of course, don't forget to tag at the Footprints Podcast on Instagram. All right, let's get into it. My guest today is a 28-year-old millennial, a young entrepreneur who manages MNC's digital business and the founder of The F-Thing, and a recent Forbes 30 Under 30 awardee. Valencia Tanu, how are you? Hey, I'm great. How are you? I'm great. I'm great. Uh, obviously, sekarang lagi PPKM, so like it's not a lot that we can do. But sekarang gue lagi intern. I'm just doing like a bit of product manager stuff. But yeah, it's great. Definitely, it feels like we've gone back as a country. Yang tadinya kita udah mulai keluar keluar, sekarang <laughs> harus stay at home lagi. It's yeah. it sucks, but yeah, yeah, hoping this country you know uh, heal soon. Yeah, hopefully, yeah, hopefully. Agak mm-hmm. agak sedih sih ngelihatnya, tapi ya mau nggak mau, right? We have to survive, so. Mungkin to start off this podcast Sebelum gue mulai I actually DM'd Like I actually texted Warren Like few days before this And I asked him to basically Describe one word about you Oh, oh wow Yeah, then his answer was brilliant Oh okay, and, wow Yeah, so obviously brilliant is a big word Then there's a lot that we can Obviously take away from that mm-hmm. Tapi alright, let's Bring this timeline really back, right? Let's flash back to your childhood. You grew up at a time where things were changing rapidly, right? I think you were born 1993. Yeah. And obviously, uh, 1998 came by as well. And I've heard, you know, stories about how that was in your family. But what was that experience like for you? Um, 1998 specifically or me growing up? Yeah, just your childhood in general. My childhood generally. I yeah. think it was very colorful, to be honest. I had a lot of different experiences and in regards to 1998, um, my family actually moved to Singapore for a year. Mm-hmm. My brother Warren, okay. which you mentioned earlier, was right. not yet born, kan? She, yeah. He was, he was belum ada. So like my my family baru ada four girls, basically my older sister, I'm the second. And then I have two younger sisters. We moved to Singapore in 1998. I I, I spent my uh, first year of uh, in a primary school uh, in, in Singapore. Mm-hmm learning bahasa in the morning belajar dari jam jam 7 pagi sampai jam 12 and then in the afternoon actually uh, my mom would 
send me to uh, an English school for mm-hmm. me to learn English gitu, at, a, and at, at an early age gitu. then um, it was it was quite quite a time where it's it's quite fun lah di, waktu tinggal di situ juga karena banyak belajar terus my my mom would take me to ballet lessons and then some mandarin lessons okay, my mom is a very asian chinese mom gitu yang kayak sangat amat yeah. uh, very ambitious for the kids and we have to have mm-hmm. a lot of different lessons like math lessons and whatnot mm-hmm. and my dad would be the one who 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 works in uh apa jakarta uh from monday right. to friday and go to singapore usually during weekends gitu itu that was okay. 1998 my childhood was quite interesting like growing up with uh girls basically every every everyone yeah. kayak kakak adik aku kan semua cewek at that time Betul. dan terus di, di dari kecil ya lebih banyak les lebih banyak di rumah sih quite guarded mm-hmm. to be honest right. tapi uh, i think makin besarnya dan I, i i start to discover myself as i i, I went to australia and mm-hmm. and kayak mulai college gitu makanya kan gue sempat ngomong tadi sebelum kita mulai podcast juga gue lumayan agak sedih ngelihat anak-anak zaman sekarang yang lagi lagi kuliah Pastinya. kan terus exactly. udah gitu uh, you guys have to do everything from from screen and from afar gitu not even at college so you don't get the full experience gitu yeah it definitely yeah. sucks having my first year online tapi yeah. uh, I feel like those formative years, you know, you know, having that uh, typical Asian mom, yeah. right? Then the push dari awal, it really helped shape you step by step into who you are right now, ya kan? And speaking of right now, I think like you know, everyone looks at the finished product, right? Uh, sekarang lo udah, uh, you're the director of yang tadi gue bilang MNC's Digital Business. You're directing GTV, RCTI Plus, and yeah, you're a serial entrepreneur, ya kan? Dan dan gue tambahin lagi tadi Warren bilang you're brilliant. I mean like uh, it's it's like the best compliment Berat is ya. like <laughs> the best compliment Berat is from your own family. So it's amazing, yeah. Yeah, yeah kan. Tapi I think that when people look at the achievements yang lu udah uh, ada and you're already you know donning these days, a lot of people don't realize the process behind it, right? Right. You had to start from an intern, then became a business specialist for I think three years. Before being the director of business development, yeah, yeah. So, how valuable were those experiences? You know, just uh, going from you know being an intern and you know starting from that level and just growing throughout these years uh, to be who you are today. I think every single moment is actually very valuable. Yeah, I think when right. you're going through it, sometimes life is very mundane. It's like a day-to-day thing, but I think all the yeah. small things compiled together uh, make up for a like bigger milestones or like mm-hmm. yeah basically an achievement gitu kan I do acknowledge that I come from a very privileged background to be able to be where I am today it's not just because of uh basically my apa ya my struggles atau my apa ya gua punya grit atau gua punya yeah. kayak apa ya willingness to learn and what not but it's also mm-hmm. part of it is also privilege gitu ya tapi Pasti. I think uh through, through everything I I've experienced different different types of uh, experiences since I moved back from Australia gitu I got my mm-hmm. masters when I was 21 and moved back straight because my parents wanted me to help out with the family business directly I wanted to take my MBA at that time jadi habis masters okay. tuh dan mau langsung ambil MBA lagi but thank god I didn't because I feel like sekarang gue ngambil EMBA gue lebih lebih useful because I know my strengths and weaknesses compared to when I was 21. Betul. And and then um, pas gue masuk ke kerja ya, I started different businesses gitu, starting from like 
uh, the production house, going right. to digital portals, there's talent management, music mm-hmm. label, and those different components get off the business of MNC Group. Itu yang gua sadar, it's actually related one to another gitu. Sekarang gua sadar yang pas saat itu kan cuma yeah. kayak nyobain satu-satu gitu kan. Betul. And I think uh, throughout all the years, I, sekarang gua udah six years kerja kan. Throughout mm-hmm. all the years, I, I get to be exposed to different types of people and personalities and right. learning to manage people gitu kan. Um, deal with people individually juga sure. and collectively as as a as a as a team as a group yeah. gitu kan and it's it's very interesting juga getting to know uh creative industry at the same time uh creativity but also business processes right gitu. one of the the things here when i when i moved back to indonesia i i had a re- reverse culture shock because i was in australia okay. for six years right yeah uh, and i had the well basically dulu kan when i was in australia i, I was more kaya free lah to do whatever that i want and Pasti. i moved back living under my parents roof juga at the same time having to work with them juga at the same mm-hmm. time so there is a lot of struggle uh in that tapi i think those struggles made me kaya stronger and where i am today gitu and i think Um, when I talk about privilege earlier on Yuga, I right. think people don't realize when you're given kaya such high position at an at an early age, gitu, you need to be able to adjust and also yep. continuously improve yourself and also prove that you are not just entitled, but also you you actually uh apa ya, you deserve whatever that you currently have gitu atau lo, lo bisa dapetin gitu sih. Betul betul. I think kayak uh, over the years gua lebih like I hear this this phrase a lot bahwa kayak preparation uh, plus opportunity is equal to luck ya kan gitu kan. But then like I've seen it lebih you know as much as you have the talent as much as you have like you work hard there's yeah. obviously you have things like if things don't go your way sama aja kan. Yeah, uh, yeah. So like I feel like as much as you want to put the work in There has to be, kalau misalnya, uh, for me, like, I'm a Christian, dan gue panggilnya as blessings, ya kan? Tapi, yeah, yeah. like, you know, some people would say luck, but at the end of the day, it's like one principle bahwa, yeah, that plays a huge factor, ya kan? Having yeah. that opportunity. Dan I think what I've seen from your story adalah, you know, you've put the work in, you've learned, you've explored different places, and then uh, with the opportunity that you've presented with, bisa jadi sesuatu yang, uh, yeah, it, you, can, you can produce something great out of it. Yeah, yeah. Which is something great, and I think uh, one thing that you said that really resonated with me adalah yang tadi lu bilang bahwa uh, if I took the MBA earlier, I wouldn't have known yang what I'm good at, you know, what yes. I like, gitu. And, and that actually is really interesting. So, menurut gua, the most important skill itu intrapersonal, right? Yeah. Knowing who you are, gitu. I think that's very important. And you talked about you you talk about you know a lot of uh, digital services, ya kan, digital space. Then mm-hmm. sekarang in the world that we are, you know, we're transitioning to everything digital. Ya yeah. kan? You've been working in television for so many years, but in recent years, you decided to branch out to digital services. Uh, ada OTT, ada esports, also you did your own thing, the F thing, which is e-commerce. Uh, I feel nowadays that broadcasting networks, they have to be more than that. They have to be technology companies, right? Especially with the way the world is advancing digitally, right? So why did you decide to transition to digital services? Mungkin lu bisa ceritain like how that go dan kenapa yeah basically what motivated you to make that transition? Uh maybe I think it was a collective 
decision kayak from the group kali ya from MNC right. group gitu. It wasn't mm-hmm. like kayak just my decision. I think I have I have to be honest. I think uh, my my family gitu including my parents and my siblings kita semua my my, my parents I have to credit my parents juga my dad especially itu a very progressive man lah. Regardless of his age, he's like yeah, way older than us. Mm-hmm. He knows how kayak technology is 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 actually being a very vital part of everybody's life gitu especially the this kayak millennials and gen z gitu kan so i think it was a collective decision as a group within mnc group gitu kan we we already started back in uh, i think quite early on with a lot of our digital portals gitu starting with ok zone sindo news and i news gitu tapi i think one of the most significant year is like 2016 2017 where i we started embarking on different types of journey lebih lebih ke digital right. so now we we already have like other products in terms of ott as you said like i'm also managing director of rcti plus and then my sister is envision plus even we're in the e-commerce sector as well which yep. has just started gitu um i founded the f thing and then we have mr aladdin which started out as an online travel but also going towards uh retail right now because especially during the pandemic things have to shift like travel yes. is like not a good space to be in gitu kan and then even like banking is also moving digitally for us gitu kan that's my other sister who's like in that sector gitu mm-hmm. in regards to esports that also that's also something that we we actually just venture out uh, as right. of 2019 and then we started out last year with the first as being the pioneer in terms of creating a talent search in in, in esports and then uh, we're going to publishing later on this year actually so i think digital space is actually something that is very important it's it's rapidly growing uh at, with the number number of mobile phone penetration in indonesia is is huge currently and almost 50% of our population is millennials and gen z yeah. so it shows like how tech savvy and how basically uh very tech centric our our population is especially with this pandemic i'm sure Busty. a lot of people who 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 has never touched digital like older generations they they start buying it. groceries online and whatnot yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. mau nggak mau kan because yeah. like they have to adapt and like Uh, we we buy food online, yeah, can small groceries online, mm-hmm. and we do a lot of things digitally. So I think that is that is basically the future. Get to see, yeah, definitely. Pasti, pasti, and I love that uh, your dad was like he's always you know in this adapting thing. You know, yeah. if you just stay, you know, if you stay on the same path, obviously you don't open the room for growth, yeah, kan? Yeah. So I think it's great that you explored that platform as well. Then I think just still on this topic of digital services, uh, I experienced this firsthand juga. Uh, obviously, you're doing e-commerce through the F-Thing waktu gua intern di Tokopedia last year. Mm-hmm. It was obviously, you know, just the start of the pandemic. Uh, I interned from like March to June 2020. So you imagine how how much like, you know, e-commerce really boomed during that time. Yeah. But definitely, you know, sampai orders-nya bisa multiply and then like people are starting yeah. to do different things. Kayak restaurants are putting their ingredients, you know, in Tokopedia and stuff. But yeah, I want to ask about like what is the potential of the digital space going in the future? Like you mentioned how much like this is a big opportunity like a lot of our people kayak kebanyakan dari citizen Indonesia like we're yeah. kita pegang mobile phone and then like 50% yeah. of us are Gen Z millennials. Uh, yeah. we're always on our phone, you know, just constantly mm-hmm. scrolling mo to Instagram, TikTok, whatever. But yeah, as a country mungkin like how can we make use of it and how powerful is the digital space? 
It is it is a really powerful space, but I have to clarify. To be honest, I think right. Indonesia is a country made out of many, many, many islands, right? Yeah, right. And until infrastructure is built perfectly, um, mm-hmm. digital won't overtake. To be honest, gitu. That be sure. it's something that we have to 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 work together, gitu. In the free to air business, if you if you see, uh, even like digital businesses now advertise on TV. Because yeah. uh, free-to-air television is something that can penetrate to whole Indonesia and to end gitu, Sabang sampai Merauke gitu. Betul. But you see all these uh, apa ya big companies like Tokopedia or Shopee or like even uh, Mobilibli yeah. dan segalanya. Every Betul. everyone is placing online gitu, eh, online sorry di free-to-air gitu. That that's why mm-hmm. kayak I, I feel like it's not going to overtake um, very soon gitu. But it's something that we have to to work together side by side with gitu. Nevertheless, uh, we have to be able to prepare for the future, right? So like 10, 20 years down the road, digital always will be something that is main gitu. Like today yeah. with cryptocurrencies, the way Pasti. we commute, food deliveries gitu kan, yeah. buy our necessities, shop, mm-hmm. consume our content at our own convenience. That's definitely something that is exciting for the future and something that we as millennials and Gen Z have to prepare sih gitu. Right, right. Yeah, I feel like sekarang teknologi bukan cuman life, uh, bukan cuman tool ya. Dulu-dulu waktu yeah. awal-awal mungkin teknologi was like a tool. Now it's yeah. a lifestyle. Like you yeah. can't just you can't live without it. Uh, still on this theme of digital services, you started things off with e-commerce uh, with the F thing kan back in yeah. September of 2017. Dan as much as I love the e-commerce part of it, it's amazing. What I love more about it is how much it supports, you know, millennial brands, the youth, Gen Z. Waktu lu mulai starting the F thing, what was like in your head? Apa sih like the main reason you wanted to start it? Sebenarnya the main reason was that to be honest it was sort of like um dari dari atasan dari manajemen okay. dari bos gitu yeah. ya mm-hmm. um going to the e-commerce scene lah basically kayak how do we actually right. go there i think the bigger picture was that we deal with a lot of advertisers at the end of the day whether okay. it's FMCG whether it's mm-hmm. uh beauty products or like uh, even kaya mobil motor dan segala a lot of different advertisers very yeah. very gitu kan whether mm-hmm. it's on our free to air whether it's our uh, our digital services we deal a lot with brands so at the end of the day e-commerce is a tool for people to buy and sell right mm-hmm. so the big idea is to be able to connect advertisers to consumers because yeah. we kita kan ecosystem marketingnya udah besar banget gitu so mm-hmm. i think starting into the e-commerce Uh, business is something that is for us to complete the ecosystem within our group and the dream is to be able to connect these advertisers to our customers and hence makanya ada e-commerce group but why kayak misalnya what you said earlier emphasizing on like maybe the the apa ya the brand itself lebih yeah. kayak fashion or beauty kayak gitu-gitu mm-hmm. i think it's something that is Uh, that resonates with me as a person and something that I'm passionate about juga that's why itu ada DNA DNA gua aja mungkin masuk ke dalam situ juga gitu kan ya great. and i think there's a lot of possibility in the future to connect uh yeah kayak different parts of uh, our our media group with with the yep. commerce group juga gitu because there's there's mm-hmm. also a possibility kayak media commerce and whatever that is very huge in countries like china too gitu mm-hmm. gue lumayan penasaran tentang hal ini so like paint the picture deh In the next five years, itu digital space in Indonesia kayak gimana sih? And like, lu udah ada bayangan belum? Like, how your things like the F thing or I don't know RCTI plus like how is it gonna be? Mungkin 
in the next five years? Like just a prediction, maybe. <laughs> prediction, yeah. Prediction wise, yeah. digital space. I think it's still it's going to grow definitely. Pasti akan bertumbuh. Apalagi kan okay. as we said earlier with like penetration mobile phones. Terus kita ngomong uh, anak-anak muda di Indonesia juga besar sekali. For Betul. me personally, uh, what we have. itu pasti harus grow dong, nggak mungkin enggak. That's yeah, that's one thing. It, definitely, I think the vision with with the F thing is going to be a marketplace for basically uh, fashion and beauty, especially with a lot of uh, local and international brands juga di situ. Itu satu. Um, terus dari itu kalau untuk RCTI Plus sendiri, our vision is not to just be for Indonesian consumer doang sih. It's it's something to be because it's five uh, different apa features in one application we right. have video gitu kan we have yeah. audio we have news we have games and also uh, user generated content mm-hmm. so i think that's something it's it's one app all entertainment um i think the next five years we we want to be able to have a uh, an international footprint juga sih pastinya definitely gitu sih Yeah, mm-hmm. just a little uh, international footprint. I like that uh, plug to my podcast name. But anyway, kita udah uh, ngobrolin all the things that you've done. Yeah. I want to kind of shift it back to you sekarang. You talked a lot about leadership. You talked about like how your parents have, you know, sort of mentored you dari lu kecil. Dan I think that uh, in many different interviews juga, you've always said that you want to be an entrepreneur because you look at your dad as an entrepreneur juga kan. Yeah. So so yeah you've seen and been mentored by different leaders obviously lu juga lihat you know the footsteps of your older sister as well maybe yeah. different leaders stuff be like tell me what a good leader is to you you can share some stories whatever it is but yeah what's a good leader to you I think um mungkin kayak lu back back to you yang tadi lu sempat bilang you're a Christian I'm also a Christian yeah. so a leader okay. yeah in my eye itu yang gue juga sudah belajar ya selama ini it's yeah. servant leadership it's it's leading by example mm-hmm. and serving juga sih I think a leader has to has to serve gitu it's not someone sure. who bosses people around yeah. but it's someone yang bisa ngebantu orang lain juga gitu untuk grow mm-hmm. dan juga kayak misalnya someone who has a vision who is also wow. of course yang yang flawed pasti some a leader is not pasti. perfect definitely but that person is able to focus on his or her strength to build his team or her team and the company juga gitu and i think a leader needs to be able to to see people in mm-hmm. order to be able to place the right people at the right time juga because i think what i learned one of the one of the greatest things that i've learned so far yeah, after six years of 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 working juga mm-hmm. is that you can have a great vision you can have the best ideas or even resources in terms of like financial yeah. and whatnot mm-hmm. but if you don't have the right team If you don't have the right people, the right motivation, kaya collectively, uh, execution itu pasti anjur itulah. Dan I think kaya, execution yeah. is very important in my in my opinion gitu. Makanya a leader needs to be able to build that that team gitu. Karena wow. namanya manusia itu kan kadang lo motivated, internal nanti lo dimotivated. And you cannot mm-hmm. you cannot base your life based on motivation gitu. It has to be discipline. It has to be kayak memang karakter yang dibuild over time gitu kan. So Yeah, that's a leader sih. Tapi ya, ya gue juga masih proses sih sebenarnya. <laughs> pasti, pasti. Work in progress lah ya. Yeah. Obviously, we we grow over time. Yeah, and I really like leading by example. Like, you know, leaders have to sometimes, you know, mungkin kita bisa mess up at times. Kita mungkin yeah, bisa uh, make mistakes. But you learn from them, right? And and that, I think that's the beautiful essence of that. Valencia, sekarang lu 28, ya kan? Mm-hmm. And you've, you know, you've accomplished a lot. Congratulations. Gue mungkin belum congratulate lu tadi uh, Forbes 30 under 30 2021. Thank you. Thank you. 
but even at 28, you didn't feel complacent. Uh, you're still taking an executive MBA in Colombia. And let's look two years in advance. By 2023, you're going to be 30. Yeah. Uh, you're going to have finished your MBA. And I'd imagine 30 is a huge milestone, yeah, Kan? Yeah. So, so what are you looking at? Like in two years, 30 years old, uh, do you set goals or milestones for that? Like, yeah, what's 30 going to look like? I think it's very simple to be honest. A thirty is going to be uh, a big age, yeah. Itu kayaknya very mature age. I feel yeah. like itu udah udah bukan kayak ter- kalau kita make a lot of mistakes orang yang kayak hah gitu kan kayak karena lo udah lumayan mature gitu kan. Mm-hmm. But I think it's very simple to be honest. By thirty, I want to be able to set foot in the international market, see, because in the wow. long run, I think one of my goal, one of my biggest goal, is to be able to do things. Uh, that is recognized internationally and can compete internationally. Jadi ya kalau bisa ya udah step-step awalnya udah kelihatan lah dari umur 30 gitu sih. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Gue rasa banget sih yang lu bilang kayak kalau udah 30 because I'm about to turn 20 juga it's like okay it's a, it's a, it's a, it's a different decade now ya kan. <laughs> Beda 10 tahun ya. Iya <laughs> <laughs> yeah, pasti pasti pasti. <laughs> Tapi basically gue juga baru uh, lihat your background is New York is it? Oh iya. Yeah. Hey yeah. It's, it's great. Hopefully you can go there when things are better uh, yeah, in yeah. the world right now. Definitely. All right. So even though you've grown and achieved success over the years, I'm really like, gue suka banget the fact that lo masih stay true to your values and stay grounded gitu kan. Because obviously like we can get swayed left and right, you know, make mistakes. Like that's a part of humanity. Tapi gue dengerin one of your interviews dan lo bilang bahwa you want to be remembered as someone who's made a positive impact to the people around you. That's that's the legacy, right? That's what you want to be remembered of. Yeah. How do you live out that vision every day? Mm, I feel like life is short, right? Yeah. We never know, like, especially if you if you hear ya, berapa minggu terakhir ini, gue bener-bener deh, kadang-kadang suka dengernya kayak gila, berita duka every day. It's, yeah, life it's is crazy. really short. For sure. I think kayak, you can live as someone who's mediocre, uh, but mm-hmm. where's the fun in that, right? I think yeah. I I like to be like frankly speaking I like living a good life and all that like traveling dan segalanya but I know as a Christian myself you got that mm-hmm. God created us to live our lives more than just for ourselves but to to be able to do good and like impact uh, the people around us right right and I I'd, I'd like to see myself as someone who 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 wants to leave a legacy before I leave gitu whether it's for myself my family and my future family juga gitu and one of the things yang I think drives me is my family gitu my family yeah. is what is important to me that's mm-hmm. what drives me to be able to want to create a positive impact then juga they are the people who who actually keeps me sane and grounded especially wow. during these times yeah yeah <laughs> That's good. Gue juga encountered. Gue I didn't watch it fully, but I watched uh, your dad's podcast with Daniel Mananta. Like mm. I think it was just out. Uh, it was very interesting. Like what he said about kayak gimana you guys as a family always like every week like you guys get together and like uh, have like a family church prayer. or something. Yeah, yeah, something yeah, like yeah that. home church. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, it's it's good. Like uh, still staying true with your values and obviously um, yeah sticking to them. Gue ada satu pertanyaan lagi. I think before we uh, wrap it up. Maybe this is because this podcast is all about youth empowerment, right? Right. We want to empower the youth. And I think that, I think the thing for the youth today is like, they see how a lot of people 
di social media is like doing this different thing yang ini udah uh, yang udah do this like a lot of things yang ini udah keren banget udah verified segala macam misalnya kayak gitu mm-hmm. so there's like always this online like there's this fear of like not being good enough then there's you know just like everyone's hustling everyone's hustling ah. gimana gua bisa live up to that gitu especially with like sekarang social media like it's all over gitu kan like you're seeing mm. what your friends are doing gitu yeah. so it gets tiring sometimes ya kan what advice do you have for you know these youth supaya mereka bisa uh, yeah when when they're feeling that way kayak misalnya like everyone is uh, succeeding everyone is doing so many good things in life everyone is you know just winning and they feel kayak mungkin anxious probably okay I would like to ask you back gitu kayak mungkin okay. buat, buat those, those, those youth or like anyone who mm-hmm. feels that way yeah. what is success what is winning everybody has different standards I feel like yeah. to be honest I think kita living in a social media age where everything and like, like digital age where everything is just very quick and accessible and everything seems instant Pasti. but I, I feel like uh, at the end of the day that's the question that we need to ask ourselves you know I think there right. are different types of uh, bar for different people mm-hmm. to what happiness is to yep. what success is uh, and all those things gitu loh jadi sometimes tuh uh, kita kalau misalnya ngeliat kayak gitu and I understand sometimes kayak comparison, comparing our lives to people gitu, I understand that too gitu loh, kayak maksudnya, apalagi kalau di social media, siapa orang tuh, mana mungkin sih, naruh-naruh hal yang jelek-jelek, pasti, pasti. dia bakal taruhnya, the best yang version of semua. themselves yeah. dong gitu, pasti. even if, if, if it's not real gitu, tapi mereka yeah. pasti taruhnya yang bagus-bagus gitu, dan semua mm-hmm. yang jelek-jelek, mereka taruh di belakang gitu, jadi, mm-hmm. I think kayak, we need to ask ourselves the question sih sebenarnya yang what what makes us happy what is success gitu apakah does it matter kalau misalnya kita wow. get verified does it matter kalau misalnya sampai social media followers kita sebanyak itu atau kayak sampai right. kayak gimana itu emang itu matter gitu kan at the end of the day lu sendiri yang define what is happiness to you lu sendiri yang define what is success to you some people bisa happy banget with like kayak success is like having a lot of money Yeah, again, mm-hmm. success is like being uh, on the Forbes list, mungkin. Yeah. But then some people is happy. Success is like having a a, a harmonious family. Mm-hmm. Kaya living living a good life, bisa bisa relationshipnya baik dengan orang tuanya, dengan familynya. So mm-hmm. lo yang harus bisa define itu balik ke situ gitu. Kalau memang itu matter buat lo at the end of the day, ya yeah, dan ya lo harus work it out gitu. Tapi I think there's more to life than being verified at the comparing yourself to other people on social media because that's not the essence of life i think it's a, it's a part of marketing social media is just marketing it's like all the good things out there but at the end of the day uh, there's more to life sih gitu sih yeah mungkin lebih ke di social media kan everyone is you know like whatever is like fun to them misalnya ada teman-teman yang you know winning in life or like you yeah. know just opening gini gini and then like you know people get caught up tapi I really you don't like, see the process. You don't see what's behind. Exactly. Yeah. Dan yang penting adalah what the success. Uh, what is success for you, kan? Like success is yeah. different. So what is success for you then? <laughs> what is success to me? I feel yeah. like I. I think in terms of in terms of like I financially, gitu gitu. For me, it's important to be honest. Pasti, like frankly pasti. speaking, it's important. Tapi, 
nggak bisa dipungkirin. But yeah. my aim is not to be like the richest person in Indonesia atau the okay. world or like whatever harus stop Forbes gitu gitu enggak sih. Mm. I just want to be able to make an impact yeah. for me and the people around me. I think that's success to me gitu loh. A, a positive impact and like actually bisa yang tadi kayak gue bilang misalnya do works that is going to be recognized internationally terus sudah gitu bisa compete internationally. That is my definition of success sih gitu sih. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Awesome, awesome. Uh, Valen, thank you so much. I think that a lot of my, you know, audience can take away a lot from your episode. Then there's a lot thing bisa uh, be inspired juga. So thank you so much. So yeah, I think before we go to the draft, I saw that you were a film studies major kan dulu kan di Sydney. Yeah. Yeah, gitu. so let's draft, you know, top five movies of all time. Jadi uh, alternate, tapi mungkin sebelum itu, uh, is there anything else that you want to say to the, you know, just to the youth or some or anything like that? Um, mungkin satu lagi ya kayak satu-satu aja sih cuman satu mungkin if you wanna quote kayak yang tadi dari pertanyaan lo, lo itu sih summary-nya adalah uh, be true to yourself and live authentically I think that's yeah. one thing yang I can I can highlight ya because I feel like that's something yang kita suka lose sight of because yes. of the society because of the norms that there is always kayak and the culture gitu there is always kayak bombarded everywhere in social media or in the media atau right. even like kayak from parents gitu pressure and whatnot Pasti. you need to ask yourself that question especially growing up you need to ask your, yourself that question because at the end of the day the person who's living your life is you mm-hmm. so you need to be able to know what you want and where right. you want to go and what is uh, happiness to you and what brings you contentment gitu sih jadi be true to yourself and live authentically then you know kayak lu pasti bakal lebih lebih fulfilled gitu in terms of life and I'm still on the way by the way so it's still in yeah. progress juga bukan kayak I'm all figured out gitu yeah. yeah definitely I think having that realization then already wanting to live authentically is already like a good step ya kan yeah. like the first step is realizing that you can't live like a life yang everything goes well ya kan There will be mess ups, right? And obviously, it's how you learn. It's how you get up from those mistakes that make you who you are. Uh, mm-hmm. All right, thank you, uh, Valen. Let's go to the draft. Kita bakal nyantai aja. So actually, mungkin lu you've never heard of the draft before, or have you heard of what it is? Not yet. Right, right. So it's basically just like you and me alternating the picks of like your top five movies of all time. Uh, okay. Because you're my guest, you go first, and then I'll go second, gitu. Okay. And then we'll just alternate the picks. Uh, just a bit of a background. I haven't lost a draft yet, so I'm three and no right now. Okay. Belum, belum kalah. So it's it's a lot from your side to be able to give me my first loss. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Jadi gua pick a movie aja dulu. Yes. Yes. All right. Anyway. You go first, and then I go next. Uh, Requiems for a Dream. Ooh. Why? Why did he pick Requims? Um, karena it's very interesting, kan? It's uh, it's actually one of the films that I had to watch for for one of my classes, film classes. Okay. Gitu. Mm-hmm. It's a story about like drug addic- addiction and different different kayak different level dua. Satu lebih kayak diet pills, satu right. lagi kayak benar-benar hardcore drugs gitu kan. Tapi right. I think the way they capture the story and the intensity dan segalanya it's very interesting sih itu sih. Mm-hmm. That's good. Uh, I think in this draft bakal kelihatan banget the age gap. <laughs> soalnya soalnya uh, the the movies that I've watched pastinya bakal uh, 2000 ke bawah. Okay. Right, but but I don't know. I might pull out uh, a few, you know, old school ones. But anyway, uh, I'm going to start with the social network. It's like for someone who loves tech a lot, uh, you know, just a deep dive into Facebook and how things were. Uh, that's my first pick. 
Okay. Yep. Then my turn. Your second pick, exactly. Harry Potter franchise. Ooh, you gotta pick one. Gavisa, itu kalau itu it has to go together. Kalau ga susah. Which one's your favorite? Ah, shoot. Kalau kayak kayak gitu, gue bingung. Soalnya gue kalau nonton itu tuh bisa sampai. You binge them ya. Yeah, ba- barengan gitu sih. Cause yeah. like I actually like it gitu ya. Kayak gue mm-hmm. bukan fan of kayak Twilight kan. My my yeah. my age tuh banyak kan suka Twilight. Gue lebih suka Harry Potter franchise menurut gue. It's, oh, it's more. Yeah, mm-hmm. I like it. I actually really like it. I enjoy it. Um, kayak easy to watch, mm-hmm. and it's a story about a an underdog basically kan dia kan yeah. and like yeah. It's it's just fun to see all the magic and like how he grew up, gitu juga lah. From the mm-hmm. underdog to become the hero, and at the end. Right, right, right. I'm gonna go Black Panther with my second pick. I think one of the. Ini kayak film baru semua. Yeah, pasti. Tapi I feel like it's not only is it one of the better, you know, hero movies out there. Then obviously yeah. it's crossed really well. Yeah. Tapi juga, you know, its representation of culture is really huge. Yeah, kan. So I feel like it's very yeah it it really speaks to many levels. Then menurut gua it's uh, it's a movie that if you haven't watched uh, I'm not your friend. <laughs> <laughs> go udah gua udah nonton gua udah nonton. It's nah, good. It's kalau good. lo ngomongin tentang superhero then I'll go with a superhero movie. Okay. Dark Knight right. Rises. Chris Nolan. Ooh, my love favorite, it. Love it. Yeah, my favorite. Uh, kalau misalnya kita ngomong kayak superhero, gua paling suka portrayal dari Chris Nolan. Cause I feel okay. like kayak. Like a lot of the Marvels, Avengers, apa segalanya menurut gua keren, keren banget. Mm-hmm. Cuman um, it's very uh, apa ya? Yeah, it's fun and easy to watch. I like how Chris Nolan actually directs and also portray different types of kayak apa ya characters and his movies are all great and very confusing sih sebenarnya banyak yang agak deep dan confusing kalau lu nonton yang terakhir juga kan judulnya apa sih yang terakhir itu? Uh, uh, I I haven't I think yeah. Oke, okay, tapi dia dia Inception kan one of his movies juga. Betul, yeah. Terus kayak Memento gitu juga about kayak agak yang sampai dia harus kayak tulis-tulis di badan dia itu uh, tato dan segalanya itu itu juga film dia. Nah Dark Knight Rises tuh menurut gua kenapa gua paling suka superhero dari Chris Nolan karena portrayalnya itu very real gitu. It it it, uh, it yeah. depicts kayak I think you can see someone yang misalnya kayak from, coming from like a super rich background gitu, terus misalnya having a dark past, terus ya yeah, maybe ya yeah, dia dia heighten lah ya because it's a drama, it's a film juga, cuman mm-hmm. kayak lebih realistik aja sih gue ngelihatnya gitu Betul. dan kayak ya ya keren sih gitu. Pasti pasti. I think this conversation has shifted to Marvel DC with you picking Dark Knight <laughs> and uh, I picking uh, Black Panther. For this one, I'm gonna pick. Uh, this is a movie that has made me kaya contemplate kaya. Wow, life is short. <laughs> okay. Fast and Furious Six. Uh, I like how they portrayed, you know, uh, Paul Walker at the end. It was obviously rest in peace to him. Yeah. Um, but yeah, obviously it's like a movie that everyone loves, and I think. Being born, you know, being a Gen Z guy myself, this is one of the movies that has, you know, influenced me a lot. So Fast and Furious 6. Okay, yeah. Dari tadi kita filmnya kayaknya agak jauh sih bedanya ini in terms of years <laughs> yeah. ya. Baru kelihatan banget nih. Yeah. Um, I'm gonna go makin ke belakang lagi nih. Okay. Uh, Rare Window, Alfred Hitchcock. So. Ooh, you're a Hitchcock guy. Okay. That that is quite interesting as well. It's um, mm. a story about like. Uh, a guy kayak rare window dia dia di di apa sih di cuman di sebelah window sih ceritanya gitu basically dia kaki dia patah makanya dia kayak 
ngeliatin kayak dia punya neighbors gitu and then dia bisa figure out a murder gitu and along the way ada ceweknya juga di situ but the way Hitchcock portray kayak the film kayak ceritanya itu very engaging even though it's only kayak satu area yeah. which is an apartment area and like the window of this certain guy gitu mm-hmm. yeah. I actually watched the like pernah ada film tentang Hitchcock I forgot what its name. I I watched it on a plane uh, one day. Uh, tapi it's very interesting how he looks at things, you know, from a macro level again. Yeah, yeah. It's like yeah, it's like it could be just a sound or like just you know just a change in like you know color or something. Yeah. Tapi it could like you know change the entire thing. Yeah. All right. Uh, so now it's my fourth pick, right? Or my fifth pick? I think it's my fourth. Uh, yeah. Right. I'm gonna go again. I love tech. The Matrix. This is one that. Okay. Yeah, I think this is the oldest. Lah. Yeah, this is the oldest from <laughs> yang gua ada so far. But yeah, the Matrix. It's about uh, computer hacking, and it's very interesting how they uh, try to hack. Uh, yeah, obviously a classic. Yeah, kan? Yeah, 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 yeah. definitely. Mm-hmm. Uh, my last one would be to round it out. In the mood for love, Ooh. Wong Kar Wai. Okay, why is that? Uh, I, I, I haven't heard of that one. It's it's a it's a dia dia ini sih um, directornya Chinese director mm-hmm. Wong Kar Wai. It's also a, a, a film that I had to watch for my uh, class, one of my classes. The way he portrays okay, the film is very very romantic. Although this is a a story about like a kayak an affair sih sebenarnya. Cuman the mood dia namanya juga in the mood for love gitu ya the way he portrays kayak different uh, scenes terus kayak even from the uh, apa sih uh, the costumes yang the the cast wore gitu kan terus the the intensity of mereka punya feelings tuh kelihatan banget even though kayak cuman passing by dan segalanya and uh, it's really it's really really romantic in terms of mereka punya how dia grab the cinematography dan segalanya Mm-hmm. I'm gonna end with some comedy as well. Uh, you go romantic. I'm gonna go comedy. Okay. Uh, who you gonna call? Ghostbusters. That's what. Okay. I go okay. Yeah. Okay. It's, it's very interesting. It's a classic. Yeah. yeah. Uh-huh. All right. My five versus you five. Uh, let's see which one. Uh, I think gara-gara my audience bakal lebih banyak my age. Kayaknya elu sih yang menang. <laughs> yeah, kayaknya yeah, lebih banyak. Definitely. They won't understand what I just said. <laughs> But to be honest, the 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 things that I gave you is mostly kayak yang mungkin yang requests gitu-gitu memang berat. It's it's more from the classes that I got, right? Paling okay. orang tahu cuman gua ngomong Harry Potter sama Dark Knight sisanya. What? Pasti, pasti, pasti. Iya. Tapi pas lu ngomong Hitchcock it's like, wah, ini seleranya tinggi pasti. Iya kan, iya kan. There's also this like Hitchcock versus Spielberg thing and that's like ini tapi Yeah, it's great. Obviously, it's very interesting. Di mana lu start with you know film studies and then you went to the uh, business. So yeah, Valencia, thank you so much for joining me in this podcast. Is there anything else you want to say? Thank you so much, Isaac. No, I think it's great. Mm-hmm. Thank you for having me. <laughs> All right, kalau gitu nama gua Isaac Winoro. Dan gua Valencia Tanusudibio. This is the Footprints Podcast signing out. Bye bye, everyone.